Welcome to The Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. And today we are going to be covering minute number 62, which is 101 to 101.59. And that is hours and minutes. And uh, we begin with Larry Summers uh, prompting the twins, saying either of you can answer uh, to the question that he left (laughs) hanging in the air the day before. Um, And then it kind of finishes with him kind of saying, have you? And we'll find out where his thoughts are going on that. But this is pretty much like the next three minutes, just kind of uh, back and forth between Larry Summers and mostly Cameron, I'm going to say. There's occasional jabs from Tyler, um, who obviously (laughs) is trying his best to be as restrained as he possibly can in every single minute. And joining me to talk about this today is Sean German. Hello, Sean. Oh, hello, Darren. (laughs) We, we, We find out that obviously, you know, Larry Summers was leading them with the, you know, you're here because... And then neither of them answers, so he's like, either one of you can answer. And then, of course, this is where Cameron is like, oh, no, I thought you were reading the letter. And it's, it's like, obviously, I've read the letter, you know, like, which should be obvious to Cameron. You're like, this, you know, Larry Summers is obviously prepared for this meeting. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's read the letter. He knows what's going on. Just you have to get to the point now. You can't, you can't just sit there in front of the, you know, Harvard president and just kind of. <laughs> you know, kind of just sitting there waiting for him to kind of catch up with you. He's already ahead of you, you know, like he's already, he already understands what's going on. Um, And this is the first time in the film where we hear that, um, you know, Harvard Connection, which was obviously the website was pitched to Mark like roughly half an hour ago, has now changed its name to Connect You, um, which uh, I I guess like the U meant to be university, maybe something like the implication that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So still kind of university based uh, just not just harvard based anymore uh, which obviously was the pitch um, and they tell him that mark zuckerberg stole the idea and of course larry summers as he will do pretty much every single minute this week is like i understand what do you want me to do <laughs> and then of course this is where cameron you know this is the idea cameron had like you know about five or six minutes back where he realized that the student handbook has like a whole thing about um you know, um, conduct and all that kind of stuff. And he kind of, he, he basically reads it word for word saying the college expects all students to be honest and forthcoming with their dealings with members of this community. All students are required to respect public and private property, uh, instances of theft, misappropriation. And this is probably one of my favorite moments, maybe in the entire film where Doug Urbanski just turns to his secretary and goes, Anne, and she just goes, yes, sir. And he goes, punch me in the face. (laughs) Um, you know, and then, and then turning back to Cameron and saying, Go ahead. Um, yeah, the the one note I have on this bit, on this particularly this minute, but this whole thing is know your audience. So Cameron comes in, and as you know, clearly he's got a very logical debate style. He's going to start with the basics. He's going to build up an argument. He's going to you know set a foundation that leads you to the logical conclusion. But you know, the, the, this guy he knows this. This is he's president of Harvard University. You don't have to quote the student handbook. He knows the rules. Now, whether, you know, how he's going to apply the rules, that's, you know, he has some discretion there. But I think, um, yeah, when when Cameron breaks in and starts quoting the, the handbook, the student handbook to the president of the university. And yeah, and this is a guy that does not have time for this, doesn't have time for these gentlemen in general, but particularly doesn't have time uh, <laughs> to, yeah, to have the, the handbook quoted back at him. And this is just one of the several mistakes that that Cameron's going to make this week. <laughs> well, it's it's funny as well because obviously the tone of the phone call that was taking place before they started speaking, they should have guessed what was going to happen <laughs> because obviously the whole 
they're in my office. Yes, students. Uh, like, all of that, you should, you know, the whole, the fact that he made a shot at them, like the kind of, they're here to sell me a Brooks Brothers franchise. All of that should have led them to realise the guy isn't really on their side and he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he doesn't really want to talk to students. Like, that's <laughs> that's not his that's not his job, you know. he's His job as president of Harvard is to preside over Harvard not spend his days interacting with undergrads about kind of petty matters. And he actually, you know, makes this point. Oh, you know, Cameron continues, of course, with the whole, you know, unauthorized use will result in, you know, disciplinary action, including, you know, requirements withdraw from the college. And I do like that Summers is like, and you memorize that instead of doing what? <laughs> and it's like... And of course, this is where, like, they keep, they keep trying to... Cameron, like you say, he keeps trying to build to a point and then, you know, Tyler is, you know, he, he can't contain himself any longer. You know, he's being signed up for 60 seconds, so he's got to explode with it's against university re- rules to steal from another student. And, you know, this is where Larry Summers, of course, he lays out everybody they should have talked to before they ended up in this office. You know, where he says you've spoken to your housemaster. And then, of course, Cameron's like, yeah, and the housemaster won't recommend it to the ad board and the ad board won't see us. And that's where as, you know Larry gets cut off mid-sentence saying, have you? Um, so, yeah, like he's already laid out the ad board, the housemaster. Those are the people who should be dealing with this, the people who deal with students, not the president of Harvard University. <laughs> he's not the person. Uh, obviously, later in the work, we'll find out how they managed to get into this office. Um, but it, I can understand that why Larry Summers is like, why, you know, still every day, why are you talking to me? Why, why are you here? What are you sitting in the room for? And also, you know, you've memorized the handbook instead of, of doing something else, like instead of doing something else that would have resolved this, um, you know. And I, I mean, I guess at the same time, I can understand their frustration. If they've spoken to the housemasters, the ad board won't see them. Uh, obviously, you know, we've already had the ad board in this film. You know, we've already seen them from Mark's, you know, kind of Mark's disciplinary. <laughs> um so kind of like, it's funny that he's like, you know, the, those are the people who should be dealing with it. And obviously those people have been like, no, we don't want to deal with this. And now, you know, it's ended up at Larry Summer's desk. And I can understand why he's like, why am I, you know, how has this managed to, it's it's almost like, you know, if you if you have a dispute with, you know, the person in the cubicle next to you, you don't end up going all the way, you know, 50 flights to the CEO to be like, the guy keeps stealing my stapler. It's like, <laughs> you know. There's, there's a few levels below that where you've got to kind of escalate it before it gets to that person. And I could kind of see how Larry Summers is like, why? Just every at the end of every single thing that Larry Summers is says in this this minute is like, why? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are what, you here? Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing in my office? Stop talking. Like, just kind of, you know, you, you've had other opportunities. Uh, but I think the kind of punch me in the face, I'm guessing Larry Summers probably never said that. Again, that feels like a Sorkinism. But it's such a wonderful moment in this minute because it breaks up, you know, obviously, can't, you know, just from a kind of point of view of like the film, um, you know, Tyler, you know, I'm um, sorry, um, Army Hammer is delivering this long speech, you know, reading out the handbook, which in itself is like a boring thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why Larry Summers gets frustrated. So just breaking it up with this kind of punch me in the face. Um, is just such a nice little touch, just like because it works. It works from the point of view of break of just breaking up that speech and, and kind of keeping it a little bit interesting. Um, so and also it kind of puts you on the side of Larry Summers, who has this level of frustration where he's like, I, I don't know what is going on here. Like, <laughs> like who are these kids and where are they pestering? Me? Yeah, it's another one of those lines that I uh, don't work as much in real life, and I yeah don't I agree something that it's unlikely that the real Summers actually said. But in the context of, um, you know, of a film, 
it, it works and it, it works very well. It just kind of communicates the, the, the frustration that I think as an audience we share with these guys that it's like, all right, it's, it's a lot of talk and we want to kind of, let's get to the point here. We're not here to discuss, you know, we're not here to discuss the, the student handbook. At least I hope that's not why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Also, it, it, it lets us see, uh, you know, obviously she she doesn't have, I think this is maybe the only kind of couple of lines she has in the entire, like, you know, scene. Uh, apart from later on where she describes how they got the meeting. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of cut to Inga Tudor as Anne. And I do like the kind of the little, I mean, you know, it, it's not like we get a, a kind of a deep story between these two characters. But I do like that there's almost an understanding that she knows what this meeting is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, the decision, I think, maybe to have her be, you know, an African-American lady also helps underline, like, the level of privilege that we're getting from the twins um, for getting into this, this office. But also the kind of understanding between Anne and Larry Summers where he can say something like, punch me in the face. And she's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, she's I, with I did notice she does not make a move to actually punch him in the face. No. But she gives kind of a smile like she's... You know, she, she, I guess this is her boss. She knows his mood. She knows when he's, you know, he's asking for the face punch that the meeting is pretty much over. That these, you know, these two gentlemen will keep on talking, but Larry's made his decision and it's, it's face punching time. It's not going to go well for, uh, for the twins. You know, like you say, the meeting is probably like once they walked in, the meeting was already over. <laughs> like they can sit there and yammer on all they want for the next three minutes, but he's not going to change his mind. He's not going to get involved. This isn't, this, he doesn't see this as a matter that he will ever need to kind of take part in. And the fact that he immediately is like, did you talk to your housemaster? Like, he's immediately saying, that's the, that's the person who needs to be pestered about this, not me. So it's it's kind of almost like from the first, if the twins had any kind of intuition in this case, they would realize he's he's done with them before they even sit down. Like, he doesn't really want to talk to them and he's not going to get involved in this matter. And he's already kind of shut it down, like, pretty quickly. Um, in term, Like, in his own mind, this is clearly over. And I think Anne already knows that as well. Like, he's probably said to Anne, look, if, if this meeting goes off the rails, I'm just going to say punch me in the face and that's it. It's <laughs> over. Um, you know, maybe try and call security and have them escorted out of here. Like, you know, if it, like it feels like there's an understanding between him and Anne that this, you know, this is a waste of their time. Um, you know, and the fact that he was on the phone when they came in, like, you know, he, he, he was clearly in the middle of other business and he wants to get back to that other business. and He doesn't really care what they're going to kind of tell him in these minutes. Um, although I think at this point it is worth kind of discussing a little bit, uh, you know, Lawrence Henry Summers, um, mm-hmm. you know, better known as Larry, of course, um, who kind of, like he says later on, you know, he was, um, you know, U.S. Uh, Treasury Secretary for a couple of years uh, under President Clinton. Um, and he was part of the, uh, the, the NEC for President Obama. Um, And then, of course, you know, in between those two posts, he was um, president of Harvard. Um, And he actually, um, I think now he's actually on the board of the Kennedy School of Government. So he's still involved with Harvard. Um, You know, like, but his, um, I mean, he was he was an alum of Harvard. He went to MIT and Harvard. Um, So he was really, you know, involved in uh, in in kind of, you know, Boston uh, education. Uh, notably, he didn't go to BU, you know, um, <laughs> which I mean, I guess, you know, he he wouldn't have needed to study if he went to BU, though. I mean, so um, yep. but yeah, so he's, you know, he's uh, he's he's kind of like a professor at the moment, uh, you know, at the Harvard Business School. Um, but yeah, he he uh, he had to resign from uh, from from 
uh, being president of Harvard in 2006, um, following a no confidence vote um, from the Harvard faculty, um, which was part of a conflict with uh, Cornell West. Uh, there was a kind of conflict of interest going on there. Um, and he kind of, um, like in a 2005 speech, um, he apparently made some comments about political correctness. And uh, yeah, like he just, I don't know, he kind of ended up, <laughs> I don't know, making some unfortunate remarks, which led to his kind of resignation. Um, and then, you know, after that, he, he did what, you know, ex-professors do. And he went to work for a number of hedge funds and kind of gave, you know, speeches. I guess, obviously, you know, he's... His time at the uh, at the, the kind of treasury uh, obviously put him in good stead in that particular case. Um, it's worth saying he was in, like he was you know he went from being um, an economist at the World Bank to being you know working in international affairs for Bill Clinton to being you know an undersecretary at the treasury to then being you know secretary of the treasury um, you know all within the space of like a decade um, before literally before he he kind of took office at pres at, uh, at Harvard. Um, yeah, so he's certainly like he yeah was, certainly an accomplished gentleman, um, and he'll bring it up. He'll he'll mention at least part of his resume to the twins later in the week. But yeah, he's he, he's not without uh, controversy. Um, you know, as you mentioned, he was forced to resign, made some uh, ill thought out statements, and there's also some some question as far as his legacy as a financial advisor um, and his time as Treasury Secretary and. Um, you know, there was a lot of deregulation of the, the financial markets here in the U.S. and financial institutions during those Clinton years, which, um, you know, some will say uh, contributed to some of the financial success and growth in the economy through the 90s and the 2000s. And a lot of people will point at that, uh, some of the actions he recommended as contributing towards uh, the Great Recession, the crash that we had in 2007, 2008 around then that, that some of the efforts in deregulation um, and allowing banks to mix sort of their their banking and investment wings, um, you know, led, led to some f future issues. So um, there's certainly a lot of impressive titles on the resume, but there's there's some questions there as well as to uh, how effective he has been. Yeah, I mean, like he's I mean, the, kind of the stuff with uh, Cornell West was not, I don't know, kind of not really that. I don't know. It's a kind of lot of inside baseball about you know, um, you know, great inflation and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, uh, like yeah. I mean, also his kind of comments about you know, um, kind of, I guess diversity and you know, um, women and all. I it, yeah. Like it's impressive that you've managed to kind of have these jobs, but at the same time, you know, I I don't know how impressive he was in these particular um, instances. I feel like the performance Doug Urbanski is giving is is probably the best thing on Larry Summers' <laughs> resume, um, you know. Uh, and of note, um, he uh, he <laughs> he employed a a young lady when he was at, um, at when he was um, Secretary of State for the Treasury. Um, his chief of staff was uh, Cheryl Sandberg. Okay. Who, of course, that's a, a name we've heard before. To be the COO of Facebook, mm -hmm. um, and then obviously has written whole things about uh, uh, you know what you do when there's a, a wind blowing, which of course is you lean in, um, and yeah. So she, I mean, she also ends up as a billionaire um, at some point, um, you know, in kind of a decade after this. But uh, yeah, so you know that that was the first person who employed her was uh, by chance was uh, Larry Summers. <laughs> 
if we were being conspiratorial, we may feel that Larry Summers was deliberately helping Mark Zuckerberg so that he could give Sheryl Sandberg a job in the future. Um, but obviously that is kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> oh, obviously, obviously but, uh, sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know. That kind of fits with the whole, you know, did Mark Zuckerberg, you know, kind of decide that he's going to screw Eduardo out of a company that he hadn't even yet invented? Um, you know, but yeah, so uh, yeah, he left Harvard under a cloud. Um, but like since then, he's kind of gone back, um, you know, and, and like I say at the moment, he's kind of like a professor for them. Um, you know, he made his money you know, kind of giving advice to uh, various different um, kind of uh, businesses. Um, and he didn't, I mean, you know, he, when, he, when he came back to be on the, uh, the, the, the kind of economic council, he wasn't really there for a long time, um, uh, although he was kind of recommended by uh, Peter Orzak, who, you know, kind of had a reputation for being one of the kind of the smarter economists on that particular council. Um, you know, but he was, he was only there for about like a year and, and change. Um, and then since then, he's kind of, like I say, he's kind of gone back to kind of hedge funds and stuff like that. Um, uh, although, of course, um, you know, uh, rather sensibly, he feels that Brexit is a disaster. Um, so <laughs> so he's, he's right about at least one thing. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I, is there anything else that needs to be said about this minute? You know, I feel like we're kind of eager to get to tomorrow and more, more of the barbs being thrown at the twins. Um, the one thing I do love in this film is is um, is when anybody takes the twins down. <laughs> um, it's always a fun thing to watch people just kind of you know laying the smack on on the twins. It's always a fun thing to kind of see, and I feel like the Larry Summers minutes are probably my favorite favorite kind of minutes where that happens. Yeah, he's he's kind of setting them up, and then uh, the next couple minutes he knocks them down. Yeah. Like the whole kind of like you know yeah he's gently leading them in of like yes read read the rule book to me. And then spend the next few minutes just kind of being like, no, <laughs> uh, kind of emphatically, you know, in big letters, you know, on a billboard, you know, 60 feet high. No, um, you know, but, but I, I kind of like how he reels them in a little bit over the next few minutes. Um, yeah. So is there anything else to say? We, I feel like we're kind of done with this, um, you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. Well, that is all the notes that I had uh for this minute great stuff well then i will ask you uh when did you join facebook okay when did i join facebook um i joined facebook in october of 2007 um so i've been there but it wasn't um it was interesting because i started i was i was taking a, a course at the time and the teaching assistant uh had set up a facebook group for uh for studying and for answering questions and stuff and so i joined Although I don't remember if I ever actually used the account for that purpose. I don't know if I ever actually contacted uh, the, you know, submitted any questions or contacted any of the students. And, but I, yeah, created the account in 2007 and it, it laid pretty much dormant for a few years. I didn't really use it. Uh, probably had single digit friends or, or connections. And then uh, at one point, someone who I'd gone to college, my, my undergraduate year, someone had uh, sent me a friend request that I accepted. And I guess that kind of like that kicked off the algorithm that that I was active. And then in the weeks following, suddenly all the, the friend requests started pouring in um, from lots of people. And so I've kind of been active uh, since then. I, I try... I try not to use it too much, but I probably I'm probably checking it more than five times a day, so I'm probably past <laughs> the uh, 
the the Amelia stage of addiction to Facebook, unfortunately. Um, but my and, and I mentioned this a little bit off off mic. My experience with social media goes way back to the pre World Wide Web days, to the early '90s when everything was was text based and, and typing out. And um, I had actually set up. Well, I, I started really my big foray into connecting with people through the internet uh, started with a, a game called MUDS. Uh, variously, it could be a multi-user dungeon or multi-user dimension, but they are basically um, sort of World of Warcraft type game, but entirely text, just typing and, and reading. Um, and I'd gotten into that through my roommates uh, as an undergrad. And then we realized, um, we progressed to a point, and it's funny if you've... Uh, Watch some of the shows on the early, on the 80s and 90s and how things built up in uh, Silicon Valley and sort of how the, the, the industry grew. There's always a point where people realize, oh, people are connecting. People are using these things to talk, whether we've set up, you know, we've set up a, a bulletin board for people to exchange stuff or we've uh, set up a shop for people to sell things or whatever that people just end up talking. And in our case, we had set up these games online and we realized well, we, we end up talking. We do the, it's the social aspect eventually overpowers the game. And so my roommates and I had set up, uh, we called them chat rooms, basically just virtual spaces on the internet where people could log in and just chat, just type at each other. Um, and I actually uh, met my wife this way. Um, we had talked, well, we, we initially met online and talked for a few years before meeting in person and then eventually moving in together and, and, and getting married. So... Um, I guess, yeah, so about, so 2007 was Facebook, but really like social media I've been on since probably 92, I'd say. So uh, a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the, uh, I, I can't, I think Netscape one was like 1994. So, um, yeah, that would have been like pre WWW, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously the internet and the World Wide Web are two different things. Uh, something that I don't feel people really completely appreciate when <laughs> they talk about the internet. They just the internet is the wires. The, the you know the www is the the stuff that's going through those wires. Um, you know the vehicles on the road, if you will. And the internet is the road. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do. I, the funny thing is when I when I first got onto Netscape, which I have a feeling was Netscape two point was I think the earliest browser I used. Uh, I do remember kind of looking stuff up and kind of finding finding out about like muds, but never really being able to kind of like access them because I kind of didn't. I had kind of no idea. I was like, I don't know where these things are or how I get access or. So it was kind of. I remember reading about those things, but never kind of being able to take part in them. And then of course, within a couple of years, you know, like uh, you know, Internet Explorer was out, and you know, but basically the whole thing. Had, you know, the internet had kind of exploded by that point. Um, so yeah, but I mean yeah, it's something kind of depicted in um, you know, most notably *Halt and Catch Fire*, which is uh, you know a great TV show. Everybody should really watch it, um, where people like you say they have these games, and there has to be like a chat function so that people can kind of um, you know know what they're going to do in the game next or interact in the game or something like that. And of course, people just ignore the game and then just yeah. start chatting. And they just, yeah, they just end and, up just talking. So 
Yeah. yeah, and that was something that would happen in the very, very early days of uh, IMDb. Like you, I mean, I don't, I don't think they even have the kind of um, the 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 comment like the boards anymore on IMDb because they all got so toxic. <laughs> uh, but in the early days, there would be some films where you would see these, like you would, you could watch people's conversations because people would just like they'd start talking about a certain topic and then it would go way off topic. Uh, something, of course, which some people in the early days of the internet would object to if things went off topic. Um, and you would just have like, you know, this is meant to be like, you know, a kind of discussion board about, I don't know, like train spotting. And yet you've got these two people having this long extended conversation about something that's nothing to do with the film. And it's kind of almost like watching, like seeing like a private chat, but in public. Um, because, of course, as soon as I don't know, it just seems to be like a reality, like as soon as people can use something to chat then that's it. That's all they use it for. Um, and even these days, there are like instances of uh, teens who are kind of like banned from certain apps, um, but they end up just like using a Google document and editing lines in a Google document. And that's the conversation. Um, like you can't stop people from kind of like talking. Uh, so I, I yeah, I, I mean, I never used MUDs myself. That's the thing. Like I, I kind of remember, I remember discussion of them in the early internet, but then I was like, I have no idea how to take part in this. Like, <laughs> I can't work it out. I could just about work out like um, Usenet. Like oh, yeah. even then, I was complete. I, I was lost on some things there. Where I was like, "What's going?" Like people would get mad at me for for, for doing stuff on Usenet, and I was like, "I I don't know what I'm doing." Like you know, <laughs> like I'm just bumbling along here. I'm just a teenager. Like stop yelling at me on the internet, putting stuff in all caps, and you know. Right. Yeah. And it's 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 certainly before everything was was point and click the way it is on the the World Wide Web, and you can kind of find your way around even if you don't know what you're doing. It's they made it uh, yeah a lot harder to do what you wanted to do and in some ways easier to get into trouble and yeah there were certain um, certain mores and 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 um, traditions and yeah you could very easily if you stepped into the kind of the wrong corner of the internet or the wrong neighborhood and kind of acted out in the wrong way not not even necessarily intending to be rude or anything like that although certainly you know trolls were an issue even way back then but just kind of you know ask ask a question that everyone else in the group already knows the answer to and yeah kind of get some they're like ghosts of faq and i'm like what the hell is an faq (laughs) you're like you'll find that you'll find that as the first question in faq if if your first question is what's the faq then the faq is probably not going to help you or like that will be literally the first answer on an faq is like what is an faq you know, like you're here. That's what it's about. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, now that we've gotten super nostalgic, uh, I feel like that's a good place to end. So uh, is there anything else that you wish to plug? Are there any muds that you're currently in at the moment? Um, no, <laughs> no, I've, I haven't been in, involved in any muds for uh, for a while. But I will say if so, if folks are digging what's going on here with the social minute, breaking down a, a movie one minute at a time. I'll say um, I was involved with uh, doing the sort of the same thing. But with a different movie, in that case, it was Groundhog Day, the uh, the great Bill Murray comedy uh, that we broke down myself and my co-host Dave Palace uh, broke that down on something we called Groundhog Minute. So if you're uh, if you're interested in breaking movies down one minute at a time and you're you're interested in groundhogs and and other rodents, then, uh, yeah, check that out at groundhogminute.com. And you can find us on MySpace, yes, MySpace still exists, at myspace.com slash the social minute, or on Twitter at social underscore minute. Twitter still exists as I record this. Sorry, or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks as well for being my guest here today, Sean. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>